0: Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five.
1: March marches on and things are happening. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. We get to March fourth and fifth. Now, this past Thursday evening, New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council made the final decision on the fluke, on the sea bass, and on the porgies. Joining us on our next segment is Peter Clark, biologist. New Jersey's Bureau of Marine Fisheries, also the Artificial Reef Coordinator. He's talking about the seasons and the bag limits that are set. Just a reminder, too, the AC Boat Show is going on. Okay, okay, it is showtime. Boat Showtime, shout-out to Trooper Ryan. Got gotcha, you, Trooper Ryan. And his youngsters, CeCe and Cooper, and a lot of shout-outs. I was at the show for two days this past week, and it is smoking a little later on in the program, will be a representative from the AC Boat Show, talking about what is happening. And Liz Jackson is coming on board. Hey, man, Youth Fishing Challenge statewide, June 3rd and 4th. We have a really jam show. Just a reminder, too, Saturday, March 18th, the Red Raider Fishing Sale and Flea Market. It's going to be held at the Ocean City Civic Center 5th and Boardwalk in Ocean City. Adult admission is $4, children 6 to 13, $1.00. Plenty of free parking all benefits the intermediate and high school ocean city fishing clubs. Also, don't forget your influence counts. Use it starting at 10 a.m. today. It's probably going to run till about noon. The trout stocking forum fish and wildlife. You can register online as everything like last week's with the uh, general statewide freshwater fishing. This is uh, the last time it's going to be uh, remote. I hope. Okay, it's going to be starting at 10 a.m. Go to njfishandwildlife.com. Right there, it's a new redesigned website. Believe me, me. Imagine me finding it uh, easy. Right there on a white bar on top where it says events. Click on that. Go down three or four right there. It says the trout form and hit that and get involved. Now, there was one guy I met at the show. Whoa, was he going nuts about the stocking of Pack-On Lake right there on Route 9 in Tuckerton, Tim Figlow? if you're listening, give me a little shout-out later. Get on that forum and make, you may have some valid points there. I disagree with a couple, but you had some valid points. Get it done. Okay, people, grab that cup, grab that red. We'll be right back. Rack and Finn ready. And don't forget March 19th at Sunset Lake Line Stretchers Bass Club. Open Buddy Bass Tournament from seven to three. Go to South Jersey Bass Club Association, SJBCA.org to find out all the open dates. And again, another thing, register. For hunter hunter-ed courses are underway. You wait till late summer, early fall, you're hosed. The the qualifying things we have to shoot are packed. Do it now. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Jam show. A lot of stuff going on. Oh, one final shout out. Commander Chris Coleman, producer extraordinaire, makes the Rack and Fin Radio stew palatable. Thank you, Chris. Be right back and Finn Radio.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station.
2: I'm Laura Ingle with your Fox True Crime Minute. A date has been set for the joint murder trial of Lori Vallow and her husband, Chad Daybell, who are accused of killing Vallow's two children, JJ and Tylee, who vanished in 2019. A judge in Idaho denied Lori Vallow's motion to dismiss her murder case for lack of a speedy trial and set a trial date for April 3rd after approximately three years of back and forth. Police say Lori and Chad Daybell lied about Tylee and JJ's whereabouts and then took off to Hawaii before the children's bodies were found buried on day Bell's property in June of 2020. The case saw another twist in 2021 when investigators in Arizona also indicted Vallow in the July 2019 murder of her ex-husband, Charles Vallow. Vallow and Daybell bonded over their religious beliefs after initially meeting in 2018 when they appeared together for the first time on a podcast discussing theories about the end of the world. You can get more on this story at foxnews.com and subscribe now to the Fox True Crime Podcast with Emily Campagno. I'm Laura Ingle with your Fox True Crime minute
0: i'm martin hoke the inventor of navage nasal care and i love navage rack and fin radio with tom p wpg talk radio 95.5
1: here it is right now thursday evening at the atlanta county library jimmy Leeds road in galloway they made the final decisions on the porgy aka scup sea bass and flounder regulations for 2023 Join us on the rack and fin line right now is very special guest as always peter clark he's a fisheries biologist dep's bureau of marine fisheries we're going to be talking the new limits for 2023 the seasons reductions for the porgies and the sea bass and pete's going to explain why admiral how you doing thanks for joining us on rocket great to have you back hey tom thanks for having me appreciate it by the way pete gave a kick-ass seminar from what i was saying friday F-E-A-C Boat Show 430, New Jersey's Artificial Reef program, which is the best in the universe. (laughs) Okay, Pete. Pete's Pete's also the Artificial Reef coordinator. Great fishing on the reefs. And I met Bill Figley, who started, you, Carberry, friends with, and Pete Clark is carrying. Pete, you're doing a stellar job. You and that crew of yours keep it up, man. No, thanks, Tom. And and yeah, just carrying the torch for what
3: uh, Hugh and before him, Bill had done with this program. They, I mean, it's that they were instrumental in starting reef program, not just in New Jersey, as you know, but um, but all up and down the coast and uh, into Texas. And they were the forerunners for the for the whole reef program development. So, well, well, kudos to, to those
1: guys. I repeat, i ran running. I'm not going to mention the guy's name of the organization to say he's a, he's a captain, also. I'll just say his first name, John. Hey, man, boy, that, oh, oh Pete Clark, we have this thing going And we're, 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 we there. Reef falls ready. Boy, Clark is making it work, man This guy said, no, calm down, man. My coffee's getting cold. I got to get to the booth. Yes, <laughs> you have some ace fans out there, Clark. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'll, well, I'll tell you what. And it's those guys like John Lewis and the Beach Haven. Oh. Uh, Sport fishing. Busted. Organization. Sorry, John, I'm busted. <laughs> they, uh, Those guys raised, as you know, they raised the money that makes it possible for the New Jersey Reef Program to deploy material on our reef sites. And without their dollars, without their fundraising and matching dollars from the Sport Fishing Fund, uh, this stuff wouldn't happen, right? So I'm just, you know, I, I just shepherd these projects along and And these guys are really the ones. They're the boots on the ground, knocking on doors uh, and selling the program. But that really doesn't need to be sold, right? We know the effect, the Uh positive effect of this thing. But without those guys bringing awareness to the community, we wouldn't be doing these projects. So yeah, they're they're amazing. These folks.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Peter Clark, let's get to the rules, regs, bag limits, seasons. Here we go. Let's start off with summer flounder, aka fluke. What is the dealio for 2023, my brother? I was asked that question probably 200 times the two days I was at the yeah. boat show.
3: Yeah, so um, so this was a, this was a unique year for for fisheries management for summer flounder, black sea bass, and scup, right? The trifecta. Um. So this year, the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission, you'll hear me refer to them as the ASMFC, has, uh, we've developed what's called a a harvest control rule model. And within that framework, I should say, is a model called the percent change approach. And what this is allowing us to do is years past, we might take a liberalization of 30%, a reduction of 20% the following year, Bounce back up to a liberalization of seven percent, down fifteen percent. So it was this really jagged management, up and down, major swings in both liberalizations and reductions. So <clears throat> a way to uh, a way to address this this major swing for these three species was to develop this framework called the harvest control rules and uh, the percent change approach to modeling. Okay, so. With that said, what, what, this, what this approach now does is it smooths out those changes. So instead of a 40% uh, rise or decrease, it might be a 10%, right? Okay. So there's still an effect of a change, but it's not as drastic, which allows us, right, as, as fishermen or as for hire vessels or as vacationers or business owners, to better plan out our our activities using this resource and and hopefully, right, and I, I feel that we are approaching an era where we're making improvements to the way we manage these fisheries. That's that's not to say that I think this is perfect. It's not perfect yet, but I think I I strongly feel that we're moving in in the right direction at least and you know, as we Continue to develop this, and as we continue to refine this process, it'll get better, and we will eventually not only see the benefits to the resource, but also the obvious benefits to to our uh, st- stakeholders and to us as anglers.
1: And Pete, I know it's again, it's a scenario people bite the bullet now, and it's going to improve. Like I said, Pete, then time, time marches on. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's for the betterment. When I, Pete, when I heard the reductions, you know me with my saying, they're eating the paint off the bottom of my boat, et cetera. But it needs to be right, done. Right. So it's it's going to work out. let a little bit of a cut here, a little bit of a cut there. We'll get into the sea bass and the right. porgies. So, Pete, for the flounder season, what do we have? Right. So the nitty-gritty, right? So at the end of the day, what happened
3: under this new approach was summer flounder was initially – we believed we were going to have a 10% liberalization. A new model run was developed uh, with updated data, and it showed a 10% reduction. At the end of the day, the ASNMC Management Board was able to uh, put forward a status quo measure, a status quo uh, approach to the 23 season. So, at the end of the day, what New Jersey, what that means for New Jersey is we're looking at identical, identical measures in 23 that we had in 22, which are an open season from May 2 to September 27. Mm-hmm. We had a two fish in our slot, which is um, 17 inches to less than 18 inches, and then
1: one fish 18 inches or greater, identical to 2022. Perfect. E are easy peasy. And it's going to be the bitching right. and moaning. I realize that. And, Pete, you yeah. must hear it. I don't know how you still have that full head of brown hair, man, because, well, oh, you know, this sucks. Well, wait, last year you were saying you didn't have unique, you, you did have enough fish to bring home. Now, you, oh, yeah, we're catching a lot bigger fish this year. Oh, so, what, Pete, you can't please everyone. That drives me crazy. Well, uh, y-
3: y- <laughs> and, and that's a true statement, right? We, we never, you know, we can never please everyone, and... um you know, I, my my father used to always tell me, you know, if, if everybody's equally unhappy, then you've done, you've done your job well, right? So, Bingo. Unfortunately, I, I think we're kind of in that we're kind of in in that that scenario right now. Where look, things aren't everyone's not going to be happy, but but at the end of the day, after twenty two season, you know, got through after we finished up the twenty two season, and we're now into March, right, of twenty three. Right. We've got some. Preliminary information about our our 22 uh, fluke season, and speaking specifically for New Jersey, New Jersey was we 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 hit our target literally on the head. We were just a touch a scotch under where we wanted to be. So, Bingo. what does that tell me? That tells me that those management measures that the Marine Fisheries, the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council, implemented for 2022 worked we didn't over harvest and we didn't under harvest we are right where we thought we, we would be uh, so that's a good thing the other positive result of that slot uh, that slot option last year was that again preliminarily speaking our our length and discard data is showing us that our discards have gone down, down. And, and the reason that that's important is because if we have less discards, then we have less discard mortality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. If ten percent of all fish that get released back into the ocean fluke, if all ten, if ten percent of all fluke released back into the ocean die, if that number of released back into the ocean fluke is lower, then that's less discard mortality. That's that's positive. Okay. Maybe we're not out killing. You know, all the 22 inch fish that we want to or that we, you know, that were reportedly encountered this year. But by God, I mean, as far as management of a resource goes, that's a good
1: result, right? So all right. we'll take it. We'll take it. We will take it. Listen, this is going to be, what, May 2nd, September 27th, Peter? Yes, sir. It's going to be here before you know it, man. Get that gulp and get those fish bites, fight clubs, grubs <laughs> in your boxes now. Well, Pete, probably the number two most popular uh, sport fish along the Jersey Shore, sea bass. I'm looking at the numbers, the option one, which was approved, correct? Correct. So, I'm, I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing, wait, here's a number, lizards. Oh, let me be the bearer of bearers. A 10.6% cut. But again, remember, now Pete go into the uh go into the mechanizations of that and what the seasons and bag limits will be go Right so what happened again with this new approach and
3: this is the first time that we've ever utilized this right this ecosystem fisheries management which is the the approach that we're using so we're modeling not just one species or you know we're not just the effect of management on one species but this is multi species management so what folks saw at our council meeting on Thursday night was both bass and SCUP coupled together, right? And there was four options. Each one of those four options had a measure for bass with an accompanying measure of SCUP. There was no mixing and matching. You couldn't choose one bass option and mix it with number, you know, number one, CBAS, number four, SCUP. It was it was continuous across the option uh, suite. So,
0: <clears throat>
3: what happened was we ended up going with option one. In all cases for black sea bass, we went from a 13 inch minimum size to a 12 and a half inch minimum size. And uh, the reason I'm, I'm pointing this out is because there were some questions on, well, why didn't we go up to 13 and a half inches? Why didn't we stay at 13 inches, et cetera, to let's say, Retain our season or retain our bag limit? The answer is because the effect of fish between 13 and 12 inches was negligible. In other words, it made absolutely no difference whether we had a 13-inch or a 12 half inch gotcha. fish. So since there was no difference whatsoever, we went to 12 Now, on the other side, we didn't go to 13 for sea bass because – Again, we talked about discards and mortality. As we increase the size, we now discard more fish, and the discard mortality rate on sea bass is higher than fluke. It's around 30%, mm. which means if our discard, the number of fish that we discard goes up, then, of course, our mortality of those discards is also going to go up in numbers. So this is actually a positive move going back to 12.5 inches as far as the this, 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 uh, this stock goes. So that's, that's number one. Number two point to be made is for sea bass that in years past, we would have um, effects you know, on certain seasons, as I call them, right? It's because we have these waves in Emirates, the way that every two months is a wave. So January and February is wave one. Uh, our season opens up in May, and that's wave three. So, so wave three typically was a really important wave for New Jersey's black sea bass that we, we clobbered them. You know, we have a yep. huge harvest in Wave 3. This new modeling approach says something a little bit different. It's telling us that Wave 3 isn't quite as important as far as the effort is concerned with seed ass or with fishing in general. This model pointed towards the summer. So July and August are very, very, very high effort months. And that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. That's what everybody's doing in July and August. So for this year, um, our our focus to 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 take the least amount of uh, of of a cut, right, a perceived cut in our bag or our season. It happened in we in the summer in the July and August period, and you know that that's where the debate hung during our our New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council meeting. It hung around that summer period. Some folks wanted two fish because there were options that allowed us to keep two fish. But in order to stay with two fish in the summer for sea bass, we would have had to have taken, We would, there was an option to go from July 1 to August, the beginning of August. Then there was another one to go from the end of July to through August. So at the end of the day, I think council was, uh, was viewing this This, this summer period as a bycatch, right? Keeping in mind that fluke was available. We had slots. We have fish harvest seemingly is good for fluke. So anglers are bringing something home. Uh, they opted to go with one fish in the summer and, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how it, how it comes out at the end. But so the season is May 17 to June 19 with 10 fish. July one to August thirty-one, one fish. This is new. October first through October thirty-first, ten fish. Mm. Last year it was October seventh through October twenty-six. So we actually got more gain days. days. Yeah, gain fish. some days. Yeah, gain some days. And then of course our fifteen fish bag limit on November one to December thirty-one.
1: Peter Clark. Bureau of Marine Fisheries, talking the seasons for seabass sea bass scup and summer flounder. So, Pete, let's uh get to uh, close it out with the sea bass so everything looks good. Listeners, from May 17th to June 19th, 10 fish. The limit's 12.5 inches, minimum limit. July 1st, August 31st, one fish. October 1st, October 31st, 10 fish. And November 1st to New Year's Eve, it's going to be 15 fish, represents a 10.6% cut. But, Pete, as you said, this uh augurs well for the future, correct?
3: Yeah, it really looks like it should be, Tom.
1: Yep. Okay, let's get to the porgies. Now, down here in South Jersey, porgies aren't that much of a game, but uh, you get a little bit up uh, the North Jersey coast, Manasquan, North Shark River. What's the dealio with the scup?
3: Right, so another 10% reduction for scup. Last year, we had a 10-inch minimum size, a 50-fish bag limit, and a season that was open from January 1 all the way through New Year's Eve, as you said. Uh, this year, we're going to be at 10 inches. We're gonna have a thirty fish bag limit, and our season is gonna open up on August first and go through December thirty first. That achieves a ten point three percent reduction. Uh and that, that's the the other option was to start on January first and go through October fifteenth. However, the council approved the August first, the twelve thirty one option.
1: Okay, Peter Clark, so everything looks uh like it's Etched in stone, people, for 2023. So, Pete, thanks. A good attendance at the meeting?
3: Yeah, fantastic, both uh, online and in person. So we're starting to see more
1: people showing up. Fantastic. Well, Pete, you have a great season. Thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin, and I will see you soon, my brother. Roger. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure. See you on the water, bro. Hey, listen, uh, let's talk some uh, fluke maybe in June. How's that? I like the sound of that. Talk to you later, brother. Be good.
0: Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P., WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Hey, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. We're going to meet March 4th and 5th. Tell you what, I mean, I am trimming down. I'm down about 14, 15 ounces. And I'll tell you what, the last, uh, what was it Wednesday and Thursday? Really, a lot of activity, exercise going on because I was from one of the AC boat show to the other, probably five or six times in between working some of the boots for the Fisherman Magazine. The show is packed. Yeah, man, it's back. The uh, Atlantic City, uh, let's see, go boating Atlantic City in in or something with Progressive. I don't know what they call it now, but it is a great show. Wednesday, a little bit on the slow side till the afternoon. Saw people buying boats. Thursday. Whoa. It was, it was jammed. And I'll tell you, if you get a chance to get down there, it's at the Atlantic City Convention Center. Okay. Some shout outs. Shout outs there. People. Out there. Hey, man, I know that voice. I know that voice. Dominic and Connie from Sea Isle. Walton Joyce from Cape May Courthouse. Hey, Bobby Thomas, how you doing? Tim Figlio, how you doing? Chef Brian Simpson. Now, he's going to be a guest on in a couple of weeks. He's a chef at the convention He has a stuffed bass recipe, stuffed striper recipe. Don't even wear socks because they get knocked off. This guy is an ace. He's going to be Ron Rackenfin. And also, Mike at Center Ridge Garden Center and several other people. I lost the other sheets. Great turnout. Thanks for coming by the Fisherman Booth and hanging in and talk about the boat show. We have a very special guest on the line right now. It is Carrie Weibel. She is the spokesperson for the Discover Boating. There you go. Discover Boating Atlantic City Boat Show. Uh, It's going to run today and tomorrow. It's been going on since Wednesday. And I'll tell you, it is a grand slam. Carrie, you guys take it. Now, listen, Carrie, I thought I was all over that show floor. Girl, you were everywhere, man. You were like a pinball. (laughs) You got to cover all the boats. There's more than 400 boats there for
4: every budget and lifestyle. I can't decide if I want to fish or go wakeboarding or who knows what. You got to make your way through.
1: Listen to me. Listen, now you know what I look like, right? You see me on a paddleboard or on a or on a, a kayak. I'm like a manatee a on methamphetamines. Okay, get it? The guy's next to the one fisherman booth. I almost dropped some money down on one of those cool inflatable kayaks. Those guys from Minnesota. Oh, aren't those cool? Whoa. I love them. But, but Harry, everything was there from stuff like that to stand-up paddleboard. Shout-out to Billy and the crew of Fanatics here in West Haven and Ocean City. Great display there in the back. You want to get on a paddleboard or whatever, or the new stand-up pedal boards as they call them. And, Carrie, up to the cabin cruisers, the sport fishermen, the the PWCs, everything is back at the show. Frankly, last year, girl, there were some gaps. We know that. I think the boating industry, Carrie, is coming back and coming back strong. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, it's been back for years. And it's just that the sales were so high during the pandemic years because we had such demand. That's what I mean, yeah. Last year, you saw the inventory dip a little bit. This year, because of supply chain coming back and things evening out. You see the inventory back and and better than ever. Lots of new technologies going on um, on board all of the boats and things that are going to make things easier, more accessible, more fun to be on the water, and a lot of new product introductions
1: as well. Yeah, and Carrie also you know, the, uh, at, the, at the back end of the show, that other other uh, I guess rear section of the convention center, we have the vendors. I mean, yep. it is everything and anything, listeners. You want to know about both I mean, from apparel to jewelry to uh, the electric motors, the new saltwater electric motors. I mean, everything is there. I
4: know. I spent some time strolling through those aisles yesterday and had a blast. There's a lot of new things there, a lot of new technologies, as you said, with the electric motors, mm-hmm. um, the entire like the Garmin, the Raymarine, the Navico, Lawrence, Simrad displays. Like you have every single electronic you can think of, and all of the latest there your serious weather upgrades and that kind of thing that if you already have a boat and you're shopping just to upgrade some things, it's fun to stroll through those aisles. That's also a blast. Like if you're not a super serious boater and mm-hmm. you just want to, you know, you come to board these boats and kind of dream and think about summer. Back in the aisles where the vendors are, there's tons of fun stuff like there. Did you see the, um, the mega chill? <laughs> Which I think is the yes. coolest thing. It's like this big trampoline looking yeah. raft float that you put out in the water and just chill out. So, I mean, there's all kinds of fun things back there. Lots of apparel, too. Really, really good apparel shop mm-hmm. this year with all the gear you need to be outdoors in any way that you choose.
1: Well, Gary, one guy comes by the fisherman booth, and I said, how you doing, buddy? He says, hey, what's up? He says, yeah, I haven't been here since 2017. I'm walking around. You know, there's not as many tackle guys as you. I'm in it. And this guy is, is frankly, nice guy, I guess. Yeah, you know, we talk later. Bitching and moaning. I don't want to hear this, man. I'm out of show. People are moving out. I said... Hey, did you get down to the end of this aisle here? And go down, all the way down and go to the left. It's called Gooseneck Outfitters. I don't know It's a tackle. I'm looking for this. I'm looking at. that. Uh, Gary, he came back about an hour later looking like he sat on a cattle prod with not one yeah. but two bags worth of stuff. He says, I guess I was wrong. Maybe it was before two thousand. Wow, did you see that? And I said, and don't forget, two aisles back over from us, behind us, there's another big... The guy when I saw him in the aisle there <clears throat> by the um <clears throat> towards ending by the uh, like I said beer vendor or whatever you know I was getting I was getting yeah. a pre- I was getting a pretzel okay I wasn't getting okay. a beer right he he was there there against the wall he had his he had his soda on the table I said hey bud you're still here he said I'm broke. <laughs> <Absolutely broke. laughs> so listen everything and anything for boating and fishing and marine electronics and serve the marine services, boating insurance, boating financing. Carrie, you have all bases, every little wavelet covered, girl. Of course
4: we do. That's the point. <laughs> We're trying to bring you everything that you need for boating under one roof and certainly achieving that this year. There's a ton of fun to be had.
1: Carrie, the logistics getting a, a monster show like this together already 2024 show in uh, the planning in progress underway 2025
4: course. of course of course we're we're
1: always coming back but yeah it's fun
4: actually if um we don't really have the best video this year of the move in we ha- we need to get better at that but it's very cool to watch 400 boats be loaded into the convention center because they come in by truck. You have humans kind of pushing them into place. There's mm-hmm. Marine lift. It's a really cool thing to see. Um, and it just takes a few days. You know, right. I find it remarkable what our team does to load that show into the convention center in just, you know, three, three and a half
1: days. And Carol, what I saw again, I'm just loving to see this business again. From coming back, maybe it was the wrong time. Again, it was a little bit of stall, no inventory. But Carrie, the right. new boats—I'm so talking, I'm talking there, everything yeah. from those some of those little twelve and fourteen foot aluminums, g G two when you walk in, to like forty yep. something footers. I mean, people were putting their names to the paper, or I should say, clicking it into you know into the computers. And shout out to those guys at Sheltered Cold Marina, Carrie, they were kicking ass. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> they were doing <laughs> they something. <are> sales machines. <laughs> okay, for, they really for,
4: sell a ton of boats at this
1: show. Jack Ryan, oh, we ain't too. lying. So listen. Another big thing, the seminars, people. Now, your seminars today coming up. Ran into Captain Jimmy Frieda, who we used to fish in seventh and eighth grade to get a short catch guide service. He gave a great seminar Thursday night. Listen, some of the seminars today coming up Saturday, March 4th, 1230 p.m. Tro- trolling motor tactics for fluke. Captain Brett Taylor, real reaction, sport fishing. His son Luke's going to be pitching for the Orioles, I hope, pretty soon. He's based there at Aware Town at 2 p.m. Boomers in the Bay, meaning Drum in the Bay by Captain Steve Bent, Free Spirit for Sport Fishing. Shout out to Captain Steve. We fish with him on occasion. South Jersey Sheepshead, Captain Danny Schaefer, Insomniac Guide Service. He also has um, a, a great jig business in there. And at 6 p.m., Wreck-and-Bottom Fishing with the great Captain Adam Nowalski. Tomorrow, 11 a.m., Jersey Shore Fluke, Captain Scott Newhall, timeout charters. Scott, I have to break it out to the people right now. You're not chasing stripers. You're busy trail fishing. I know that you're busted. Here we go. But he's going to give a great seminar. And at 2.30 p.m. Tog Tactics for Black Drum by Frank Mahalik from Century Rods. And it's other go to, um, what's it? acbocho.com for the full seminar schedule. Hours today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. tomorrow, 10 a.m., 6 p.m. Adult admission 20, uh, 13 and under or under 12 is free with a paying adult. Carrie. You have a great show going on. Congratulations. You guys really smacked it out of the park. Thanks. Thanks for
4: always being so excited about it all. We love to see you there and, and look
1: forward to seeing everybody out there this weekend. Let me ask you this, Kara. You must do uh just 'cause I'm into the step thing, my lovely Dee Marie does the, the the counting steps. I bet you're a, I bet you're a seventy to seventy five thousand a day stepper at a show like this, true? Seventy five
4: thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. You are omnipresent. Hey, <laughs> congratulations. I'm gonna do a few more loops. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: <laughs> I'm gonna try to get listeners. Go see the boats. It is just, uh, just a just a fantastic show. Last year was good. This year they wowed even Tom Pete. Wow. Hey guy, can you get out of the way? <laughs> Turn around as <there's> a guy <laughs> trying to get by with a tray full of food. It was me, Kara. Yeah. It was me. You take care, guys. Nice seeing you and I hope maybe I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be oh, back. I
4: can't wait. Thanks, Tom. Take care.
1: Bye. Bye. Acboatshow.com. It was a. Well, I had a great time. And the fisherman booth, man, we were rocking. Great shout outs there, but the selection of boats from the little runabouts to you know, the bow riders, the sport fishermen. That's that's what it's been going on for what, 50 years. Probably one of the biggest boat shows. If not the, on the east, the northeast at least. It is really hammering. Hey, man, we're up against a great break. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. AC Bojo. Try to get there. Some great seminars today. Also, the Arctic cast. uh It's going to be at 5 p.m. with Pat Sabeel, Band of Anglers. Remember he's with Pure Fishing? Sabeel. Cibille, the Sabil the He has Laura's, uh, his Laura's kick ass. And tomorrow at noon, uh intro to tuna fishing, Captain Phil Howard. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and radio
0: when you need to know it's wpg talk radio 95.5 and the wpg talk radio app
2: News. I'm Carmen Roberts. Powerful storms hit the South, leaving at least 11 dead. People reported killed in several states, like Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Several dead due to trees collapsing in Kentucky. Governor Andy Beshear declared a state of emergency. Fox's Jill Nato. Two tornadoes confirmed in Arkansas yesterday. Another cited elsewhere. Hundreds of thousands of customers are without power across the South and in Michigan. That's layered with ice from. Storm- storms, some 350,000 have no power. And Alec Murdoch will spend the rest of his life in prison for the murder of his wife and younger son, Judge Clifton Newman. And it's so unfortunate because you have such a lovely family. The South Carolina judge giving Murdoch two consecutive life terms. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio
3: 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Wind advisory in effect through mid-Saturday afternoon. Coastal flood advisory in effect early Saturday morning through late Saturday morning. Overnight, winds becoming strong. We'll see periods of rain and a thunderstorm. Low 42, temperatures rising to the upper 50s. Saturday, windy, clouds yielding the sunshine, high 55.
0: Breezy Sunday morning, otherwise partly sunny, high 56. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Five. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P., WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Here we go. Look out below. Back inside, Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P., weekend of March 4th and 5th. Okay, everything is set. We know what's going on with the fluke and the scup and the sea bass. I have a lot of things happening. Spring is approaching. Fishing time is getting here sooner than you know. The white perch have been going crazy. Yellow perch have been going crazy. Crabs have been going Crazy. And uh, let's see, striper season's up and running. Well, let's uh, turn to, again, summertime's rapidly approaching. Like I said, it's kids getting out to fish, park ponds, county ponds. Whoa, and it's great to see the youngsters out there. Uh, DEP's Fish and Wildlife, had what a program. I, I've been involved with this on and off, behind the scenes, uh, you know, for years with various derbies. It's the 8th Annual Hooked on Fishing not on Drugs, Youth Fishing Challenge. A very unique program going on for eight years and getting stronger with each passing year. Joining us on the line right now is Liz Jackson. She's a senior biologist with the DEP's Fish and Wildlife Information and Education Bureau. She is the piston in this engine and making it work. we're going to explain this program, how communities can get involved. Liz Jackson, thanks for joining us on Rack of Fin. How are you doing? Oh, I'm
5: doing wonderful, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Always more than welcome. So I'm going through the files here. Listen, you got to see all these you challenges that are going on. Turn to this page. And I went, want oh, Essex County, oh, Branch Brook Park Lake? That's where Tom P got his start with the pumpkin seed sunnies and the stock trout go way past six decades ago liz you have a great lineup here i mean atlantic county burlington county cumberland bergen sussex well how did this program get started and how do you keep it going what's involved how do people get involved go sure yes so the
5: youth fishing challenge actually was uh a collaborative brainchild between myself and my colleague, Alana Newmark. She also works with me on the Hooked on Fishing, Not on Drugs program. Time out right there. Just-
1: time out right there. I met Alana Stock and Trout in a flatbrook about mm, two decades ago. And then, oh, okay. in, and then in Surf City, Bait and Tackle with her husband and two beautiful kids. Uh, she said, I said, I remember you. She says, I don't remember you. I said, I my you. She says, whoa, uh, you've <laughs> aged. I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. A little yeah. non sequitur there. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 that's totally
5: cool. I, I refer to her as my partner in crime because, you know, so much of what happens in the Hooked on Fishing program, you know, literally is a brainchild between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And I could not have, and the program could not have gotten where it is without her partnership and participation. So so the Youth Fishing Challenge kind of spurred out of, gee, you know, we work for the state. How are we going to promote uh, adults looking to pay it forward by establishing youth fishing teams. How are we going to get this word out? And so we started doing like turnpike signs, but nothing was really happening. And then collaboratively she and I said, hey, what if we did this, this statewide Fishing derby event. Uh, we'll use that as a promotional opportunity to kind of push out about the hooked on fishing program broadly, but also a one day feel good kind of thing, getting kids out unplugged and you know Beautiful. into fishing and being outside. So that that was really the brainchild of it, and and like you said, it has just grown. Um, Over the years, this will be our eighth annual, as you mentioned. And we really are trying to, every year we try to get every county in the state to participate. But there's a few counties that are holdouts. Uh, So, so far we've gotten the most, I think, out of the 21, we've gotten like 17 counties to participate and hold a youth fishing event all on the same day.
1: Um, Jackson, that's 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 a hell of a batting average. 17 for 21. You go. You know, and even
5: in 2020, like when life shut down, we still actually held our event. And we had, I think in total, we had maybe seven or eight sites that hosted that year of 2020 and had about, I want to say, roughly 400, 500 kids over those eight sites participate. So,
1: so, yeah, we're doing things. We're making it happen. Listen, as a matter of fact, on June 3rd, right, what, a half a mile down the road here from the Town Square Media ESPN Studios, and Studios, Northfield Municipal Alliance is having one at Birch Grove Park. And don't forget, those two ponds in Birch Grove are getting loaded with trout during April and someone, we catch trout out of there until the middle of June. So it is going to be a great time. You have crappies in there. You have big sunnies in there. You have catfish in there. You have bass. You have pickerel in there. It's a great event. Well, listen, how do, again, deadline to register is um, March 17th. How do people yeah, want yeah, to go yeah, we, about, how do they get involved with this? We
5: are allocating resources for 40 sites. We currently have about 31 sites. So there's still some room to get in on this action. All I have to do is to go to our website, which is, which is, um, they can go two places. They can go to um, Hothnot, Hooked on Fishing, Not on Drugs, hothnot.nj.gov, G-O-V, and they'll see towards the top of that webpage, a link to sign up for the Youth Fishing Challenge, or they can go to the challenge page directly. It's a youthfishingchallenge.nj.gov. And a real simple online form, they fill it out and uh, and send it back. This is a free event that we're hosting statewide. And like I said, we provide prizes for four place prizes, packages, and we give out a bunch of giveaways and things like that. And we'd love to see Gloucester, Hunterdon, Hudson, Passaic, and Somerset counties jump on this bandwagon of hosting an event in that county so that we can cover all 21.
1: Hey, Gloucester, what's going on, man? You're in the Rack and fin Radio, harder listening area. Get off your asses. Get involved with this. And by the way, June 3rd, talk about free Liz Jackson. June 3rd is a free fishing day in Jersey. No license or trout stamp needed. So the days Absolutely. are Saturday, June 3rd and, uh, and June 4th. Again, go to njfishandwildlife.com. Well, Liz, you, you mentioned this Hopknot thing. If we can get a more involved with that, isn't there some sort of Hopknot training by, uh, by Fish and Wildlife going to be happening? Yes, absolutely. So in, we're still trying to get other uh youth fishing
5: teams established around the state. We uh, do this through a, a weekend training. So the weekend of April 21st to the 23rd at the Lighthouse Center in Waretown. You can register for that also on our hooked on fishing not on drugs main homepage. Uh, but we captivate you from Friday evening around 6.30 p.m. till around Sunday noon. We model for the participants the lessons and activities that we hope that they do so that they can engage the same group of kids over, say, 18 contact sessions with the same kids. Wow. And if they... Yeah and if they come for the training then they're eligible for our funding and support. We provide fishing gear and equipment for all the kids that participate on a youth, a hooked on fishing youth fishing team.
1: Liz, this is uh this is it's you got me tired. This is exhaustive. <laughs> this is like a a 24/7 well, 365 out. thing. 364 yeah. Christmas, you know. Yeah you the- a uh where town is not uh not far from my uh my abode there you exit, blisters exit 69 off the garden state parkway you know st- uh, straight run in north or south well Liz, do, do you yourself get to any of these events yes yeah, so well the hooked on fishing training leader training that's coming up i'll
5: be doing that for the participants along with alana like i said she's my partner in crime uh, for the youth fishing challenge, I'll be attending the one up here in Stokes at Lake Ashrow um, at, in Stokes State uh, Forest. So that's where I'll be for that June 3rd free fishing youth fishing challenge. My people,
1: Lake Ashrow, southbound on 206 and uh, yes. up there in Sussex County. Because Stokes yeah, has Stokes Google has Road. has a Stony Lake stock, which out Lake Aquatum stock, which out Ash Rose, and I wrote an article about that about three or four years ago when it became under the auspices of, of the state uh, state parks and forests. That is a great sure. fishing place, Liz. Whoa, oh God, that place yeah. is loaded.
5: Yeah, a, a matter of fact, I have a group of kids from Patterson. We're going to be camping out at Stokes the whole weekend and going over Get to Ash That's going to be
1: great. Dirty. Listen, whatever yeah. I'm in that area, it's a mandatory, no no plug, a shameless plug. Come on, it's me. Dale's Market, the best pickled eggs in the universe. Oh, I can't <laughs> say. And the fried chicken's go with the pickled eggs in there. Well, one more time, Liz, how do people get involved with, A, the um, Youth Fishing Challenge and also the uh training for Not Go? One more time. Sure, one more time. You can go to www.
5: H-O-F-N-O-D dot N-J dot gov and check out all the cool stuff going on with the Hooked
1: on Fishing, Not on Drugs program. Awesome. Let's hope to see you one of these days at the event. Ashrow, uh, I know the area well. (laughs) Come on. You know, what? come
5: on out. We could always use some judges, right?
1: Uh, Listen to me. Listen, I I just (laughs) I'm just partial to kids fishing. They all win. As I remember again, growing up where I did, and you had Branchbrook that was either get in trouble or go fishing. Thank God my cousin, a big three family house, all the Italians running around like crazy. Got over to the Branchbrook and that was it. Literally. Was it. Literally right. hooked. That's- and you know, you know the Branchbrook area well, don't you? Yeah, I lived in
0: Newark for four years, right on the backside of Branchbrook. I was on the
5: other side. Oh man, we're related. I'm telling you, Jackson. Yes. <laughs> although, although I got to tell you, the best fishing in Newark is Weequick Park. Sorry.
1: Listen to me. Listen to me. No apologies necessary. <laughs> Listen, a little non secret I'm getting off track here, but it's Tom P. When I was home from College University of Maine over the summers, I would work at the Weequick Golf Course. Okay. Oh, Six. No. You left at 2.30, added a parking lot over there off the 10th fairway. You had a yeah. little cove in there where the pump was to water the green, water the fairways and greens, and I would catch catfish and big-ass bass like yeah. there was no tomorrow. Fast forward, working with Bureau of Freshwater Fishers, now retired biologist Bob Papson. electroshock Wake Park Lake, bass to seven and eight pounds back then yeah. in Wake. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah.
5: Yeah. That is the best part. I love fishing at Wake Park. Hey, Loved it. Hey, Loved Jackson,
1: it. were we separated at birth? What's up here? Well, you take care we'll see you at the event all right you take care see you later that's gonna be a fun time up against a break be right back rack and finn radio
0: wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 a.m south jersey's talk station
6: this is house call for health whether it's crunchy or smooth peanut butter is delicious but it can also be deadly Now groundbreaking research is looking to provide relief and safety to those with peanut allergies. Scientists at Indiana University School of Medicine have created an injection designed to prevent peanut-related anaphylaxis, a potentially deadly allergic reaction that can cause difficulty breathing, shock, and more. Peanut allergies are one of the most common food allergies, affecting roughly 1 in 50 kids in the U.S. So far, researchers have only tested their injection on animals, noting the inhibitor works for up to two weeks once injected. But the results are proving positive hope to begin human trials in the next 5 to 10 years. Long term, researchers also want to develop injections to prevent allergic reactions to things like penicillin. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, on Lisa Brady, Fox News.
0: Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P., WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Hey, wrapping it up in our final segment, Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. We're going to March 4th and 5th. Hey, real quick, join us on the line. Very, very, very short shot, pun intended. Jay Sutton from Tri-County Longbridge regarding the Mentor Turkey Hunt for uh, youngsters 421 and 422. I understand there's still a couple of openings. Jay, what's going on? There is. Good morning, Tom. There's two to three openings left. Uh, like you said, it's the 21st, 22nd at Good
3: Sports Gunning Club. They can reach me at 609 three five
2: two six nine five seven or hit me up on my email strutter the letter j seven two at comcast.net and we'll, we
1: will get you signed up and ready to go Listeners, a primo top shelf over the top turkey hunt for youngsters again tri-county long bears. i'm gonna be talking to you next week we'll get uh, more of this going on
3: absolutely um so we we have uh We've upped the game a little bit. we got some uh, prize bags. We've got a raffle for a gun. Um, we've got the
1: best mentors around. And we've got some super private land for these youths to hunt on. It's going to be a great event. Okay, I'll talk to you next week, man. Be good. Thank you. And closing it out with Captain Dave, the rave show of Seagull Bay Sports Center, 81 Natalie Terrace am with his opening day, Striper Extravaganza. Dave, uh, give us some results, man. What happened?
7: Well, the fish, the fish are here, one hundred percent. I we I, uh, I saw five keeper bass in here, on the yeah, on that Saturday, yeah Wednesday morning. That was that was New Year's was Wednesday, so so I got, I got well Wait, right, I I just I just sent Rick Ravenstall who had the first one through the door out of here with with a sand spike and a bunch of other stuff. Part of his prize is he had to nice. Well, uh, ended up the third, the third biggest one of the, of the year. And he was with a Facebook fan. So he got, he had a couple hundred dollars out of it. And then I got, I had a, you know, a big crew from, Oh, had three guys in a little tin boat. They look a little funny when they come in here. You think, uh, how uh, do they fit? Uh, but they, but they got on them throwing jigs. And that was, Oh, that was a good Good shot here. Uh, it it just was 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 almost a circus. because <laughs> yeah, well, Gordon Gordon Muller was the captain of the tin boat. He he had the smallest one. He had one just just over ten pounds, and that and that that got out because on the opening day we just gave out for the big the three biggest. But but then he had. Uh, Vince Tr- Trisati had the biggest one of the day that was 15 and a half pounds nice. and then and then the other there's other buddy had had another another one that was Gene Stevenson he had a 14 and a half pounder now but my I'm seeing these fish are in the mouth of one of the rivers they're pretty close mouth. but um I'm I, hearing stories that there's loads of bunker in the in these rivers and loads of bunker yeah. heading up up to Delaware Bay already from from different, yeah. yeah, from different um, different sources. So get get ready for something big to happen. And you guys that used to fish the Delaware Bay in the springtime when them fish are going up, you better get you better gear up <laughs> and be ready for it, ready for a season. Yeah, you know, I think uh, there it's going to be all over. I've been scouring this internet, and this is the best season. It might be the big one, so don't miss it. <laughs> this is it, okay, Captain Dave. We'll see you this week, man. Save those bloods, all right? Oh, I got plenty, plenty of them. But I will tell you what, there's there's a big storms up Maine right now. So so if you guys don't have any any worms in, I got plenty.
1: We got them, Captain Dave. We'll see you this week, brother. Be good.
7: Okay. Take care.
1: That'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio. Get out and enjoy. Okay, it's gonna be uh rainy rain today. It's weather. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Fish are wet anyway. God bless America, God bless our troops, God bless our first responders, and God bless law enforcement. See you next week, Rack and Fin Radio. Getting it done.